Hello, goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another episode of My Haunted Life Podcast with me, your host, Angela Hartshorn. How is everyone doing today? How are you? How is your week going? I was gonna ask how your month is going, but we're barely a week into the month, so you understand. But how is everybody doing? I hope you are taking care of yourself and staying hydrated, buying early Halloween candy, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel happy right now. I know personally it's been quite busy for me around here. Witch hat season is in full swing. As of now, I'm keeping up with my orders, so keep your fingers crossed. It stays that way. I'm getting ready for my next adventure. Again, with the Oddities and Curiosities Expo in Las Vegas this time. I have never been to Las Vegas, so I'm really excited to do some exploring out there. If anyone has any paranormal-related places I should visit, or just good places to eat, I don't, I don't know what is like the thing to eat in Vegas. Does Vegas have like a specialty thing you have to eat? I don't know. Tell me, please tell me. Chicago, we just got back from with the last Oddities show. It was amazing. I am hoping to get a few Chicago-related episodes together because it was just a really awesome place and there's just so much history. I, I don't know why or how, but I completely forgot about anything gang and Al Capone related? Don't ask me. I know better. Any other time you asked me about Chicago, I would connect these. But for some reason, getting ready for the trip, I didn't. Luckily, we went on this wonderful ghost tour. I think it was actually a gang and ghost tour. Technically. Um, but yes, it was amazing. So, I'm going to be working on episodes for that, so keep an eye out. It is also that time of year when I ask for your paranormal experiences. If you would like to share, send them in. You can email me at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com. I'm also working on a way to actually send me a recorded message as well through the podcast app. We all know I'm not very technically literate, technologically literate, something like that. So we'll see what happens, but keep an eye out. I will post that link in the Facebook group if I figure it out. Also, the Patreon special Halloween episodes are going to be starting in October. So keep an eye out for those. For those who have been listening to the show for a while, say from the very beginning, you might have realized that we hit an anniversary. The podcast is officially one year old as of July 30th. 
I personally completely missed it. But yay, we made it a year. That's pretty awesome. I have enjoyed doing this. Sometimes it's incredibly stressful to try to get stuff done on time, especially when technology doesn't like me. But I have enjoyed this so much. I have loved connecting with people and getting my friends' ghost stories. And to everyone who has listened and commented and told your friends about it and subscribed on the Patreon, thank you guys so so much. It makes my heart very happy. And I want to keep doing it for as long as possible. I absolutely adore doing this. Right now it's a little stressful with everything going on. With it being my busy season. Of course, spooky season. But yes, I'm going to keep this going. To celebrate, I'm doing a throwback episode. All the way back to, I believe, episode two with my dear friend, Rachel Powell of The Pickety Witch. She is also the featured artist in my Autumn Equinox subscription box from FogCouture.com, my day job for those that don't know. I have a ton of her Maybon pens as well as spells about apples little bit of shadow work. There's a lot of fun stuff in this box. I technically have two featured artists for this one because it's been so crazy. I'm getting candles made by Brittany over at Fairy Grove Candles for both the Autumn Equinox and Samhain boxes. I'm really excited about those. I own a couple of her products and they're amazing and I'm so excited. I am so excited for these. You guys are going to love these. Anyways, getting back to Rachel. (laughs) Um, We did this in my haunted shop. And we had quite a bit of technology issues. Yes, I was also getting used to figuring all this out. But the sound's a little... So, if anyone out there is some kind of sound engineer or understands how to do this, to make it sound better, let me know. Especially if you love the podcast. I would appreciate that so much. I would love help. Because I need it. But I love this episode with Rachel and I adore her so very much. So, let's just get into it, shall we? Grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the doors are locked, and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. The little town of New Gloucester is as unassuming as they come. It is a small farming town in rural Maine, just south of Portland. The town has many acres of farmland and forests surrounding it. It was settled in the 1740s by men from Gloucester, Massachusetts, who saw the promise of fertile land and wooded hills. Shortly after settling, New Gloucester was completely abandoned due to ongoing fighting with the local Native Americans. 
Settlers returned in the 1750s, and New Gloucester became official in 1774, right in time for the American Revolution. After the war, it became a supply and transportation center for lumber and farming for the surrounding area. This caused a surge in population, which means building. Homes were built, farms were started, town infrastructure grew with mills, shops, and inns, and also schools and three churches. This development also brought a group known as the Shakers. The Shakers, or the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing, are a very unique religious group. They were originally Quakers, otherwise known as the Religious Society of Friends, with a smattering of French camsarge, which broke off in 1747 to create their own thing. From the Quakers, the Shakers got a belief that everybody could find God within him or herself, rather than through clergy or ritual. From the French, they got the idea that some of their leaders could be prophets. One unique trait of the Shakers was exactly how they would worship God. They would literally violently shake their bodies and tremble, feeling the power of Christ in them. The Shakers believed in communal living and all property was shared among the people. They didn't believe in having sex as it was sinful, so they had to adopt children. When the adopted child turned 21, they were given the choice of staying or leaving the community. They also depended on recruitment to keep their numbers up. I have a strong feeling they had a really hard time with recruitment with that whole no sex angle. They were pacifists and believed in the equality of genders and races. They believed in intellectual and artistic development within the society. They dressed simply, spoke simply, and manners were highly encouraged. They lived in rural areas to avoid the corrupting influence of big cities. They believed that it was possible to create a more perfect society here on earth and they strived for it. In New Gloucester, the Shaker settlement of Sabbath Day Lake was established by a group of Shaker missionaries in 1782 and was known as Thompson's Pond Plantation. The first members were from Gorham, Maine. The community grew to over 200 members in less than a year. They built their first meeting house in April 1794 and built their first dwelling across the road in 1795. The Sabbath Day Lake community grew to a size of 1,900 acres with 26 large buildings by 1850. Buildings on the ground included the meeting house, the brethren's shop, which still holds a working blacksmith shop, and woodworking operation. A large new central dwelling house was built around 1883. 
The Shakers strive to be as self-sufficient as possible while being an active part of the community. They built a mill and farm that enabled them to sell produce and commercial goods to the areas around them. At the turn of the century, the Shakers' numbers dwindled significantly. Again, probably that whole no sex thing had a part in that. By 1800, the amount of Shakers at Sabbath Day Lake was only 140. By 1850, there were only 70. By 1880, there were 43. By the 1930s, there was 13. After a word from our sponsors, I have my lovely friend Rachel, the artist behind The Pickety Witch, to tell us about her ghostly experiences growing up in such a unique location. Dear buddy, Miss Rachel Powell of the Pickety Witch. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you today, love? I'm doing pretty good. I have uh, my friend Gigi's here with me. <laughs> <laughs> I so love your face. <laughs> oh my God. Wearing a lot. Um, <laughs> that's Gigi. I can't believe how the sound is picking up that purr. Like seriously, <laughs> yep. it's so cute. So, with the recording, I'm going to put it on my Patreon eventually. So, if anybody wants to follow me on Patreon, you get to see how cute Rachel and Gigi are. <laughs> Considering that Gigi is taking up a fourth of the screen it's and is totally going to steal the entire show on us. Yeah. It's it's worth watching, for sure. <laughs> oh. We are very highly amused. Mm-hmm. So... Tell me, tell me about yourself. What do you do? I mean, I, I know, but where are they? I am, I guess, an artist. Um, I design, well, I started with pins on my Etsy shop. And then I, after, like, pins went really well, I went into, like, art prints and clothing and uh, necklaces and... I'm awkwardly showing them. <laughs> Um, yeah. more recently I just did like a whole kitchen witch set like um like with an apron and oven mitts and stuff like that and I want to do dresses and so um yeah I just basically design witchy accessories and apparel and on my Instagram I believe it says inspired by nature the occult and magic oh I love that <laughs> and it's so accurate knowing you oh I also have my shirt I bought oh, a yoga yeah. shirt. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm wearing mine too. That's my favorite you one. Know. That's I design. literally <laughs> lived in that shirt almost all of quarantine. Oh, good. They're so soft. Like, if you look at my pictures of the mast <laughs> on the Fakatur website, it's literally always the baby goat shirt. The baby goat. They're just soft. They're so comfy. They are so comfy. I need to get another one, so I will eventually wear it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need to make more, but quarantine has made that kind of difficult because my screen printer is, uh, like, not open, but kind of open. So, you know, 
quarantine. You feeling, yeah. You know. So, but yeah, I love but it. I do. No, and, I mean, we we actually met last, God, almost a year ago. Yeah, last <laughs> August in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. During yeah. Hexfest. It was so much fun. Oh, it was great. That was my first time in New Orleans, and it was just like a total blast. <laughs> oh, it was. It, that, I definitely had fun at that one. That I, mean, I always loved that show. I think that was my second year doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was better than the first year. Yeah. I think it's just one of those that's getting better as time goes yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I would have done it this year, but uh, COVID. Right? But COVID. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a lot of this. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we talked about a little bit when we first became friends were spooky, ghosty things. Mm-hmm. And... So when I started doing the pod, I don't know why I'm staring at the ground, but um, uh, when I started the podcast, I totally thought of you, and I am so excited for your (laughs) stories, because I know next to nothing about this place we're talking about. Yeah. I'm way excited. Yeah, so I have a handful. Um, So I grew up in uh, New Gloucester, Maine. I'm a New Englander. <laughs> now I'm living down in uh, down in North Carolina, so it's a little strange, like culture shock for me. Oh my um, god! With the heat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up in Maine, and New Gloucester was um, it was founded in like 1700s, and it was like a farming town and. Um, just really old, old buildings in the old village and um, old and spooky. And that's where I grew up. <laughs> I love it. Because the little bit of history I found, it talked about the people coming from Gloucester, Massachusetts and being like, this is a great place to farm. Sorry, that tale is hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and that's why they settled there. Yeah. Just very simple it's like we like this land we shall farm it yeah pretty much and then um the shakers were there uh that was in i think the 1780s is when they settled there and they were initially from england um and i used to go to the shaker fair like once a year for christmas so that was really cool um just to go and you know have all the food and buy old things um but now i think there's only three left there's three shakers left. There's only three shakers left? Yeah, I read it as of, like, 2017. There were three left. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. But, yeah, so a lot of history. Really old history in New Gloucester. I love it. I know you were telling me about a bed and breakfast. Yes, okay. So, here's my big story. <laughs> I'm so excited. Here we go. So, this is, like, my favorite. I have, like, a handful of like little ghost stories from my childhood. Um, But this one is my absolute favorite. And it takes place in an old bed and breakfast in the old New Gloucester village. Um, It's no longer a bed and breakfast, which is too bad. Uh, But it was a beautiful old, old house. And we were filming, (laughs) this is back when I really wanted to be a uh, a film director, like movie, like filmmaker. And uh, we were in, my sister and I, 
we're in like seventh grade and we were filming a movie in the bed and breakfast called the doll and it was about living dolls and it was like a horror movie i don't like this at all <laughs> it was wonderful um <laughs> Anyway, so we spent basically the whole summer of 2007 through the fall filming this movie. It was like a two-hour-long movie in wow. the and breakfast. And, you know, you have a bunch of kids, like, filming a horror movie, and things get spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, obviously it was creepy, but there were some things that we couldn't really explain. Mm-hmm. So when we talked to the owners about, you know, hey, this place haunted, <laughs> um, they were basically like, yep. And their main, they had a few ghosts, but the main ghost that their guests always complained about was yeah, on the second floor, the rooms were numbered. So in room number two, there was a ghost of like this old aunt that used to live in the house when there was like family living there. And she likes to put things away. So she was like that family member that always like tidied up, but like way too oh, much. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, you'd be like, where did my book go? And it's like, Oh, I put every, I cleaned everything. You know, she just put stuff away. Um, so that was like her habit when she was weird. Alive. So, I guess that was her room and guests would complain about their stuff going missing when they stayed in that room. Okay. And then they would find it like in random places put away in the room. So like in a drawer or like under something, like it would just be in a really weird place. Huh. Like, okay, well, and, and they'd ask the owners and the owners would laugh and be like, oh, that's the ghost of the aunt. She's putting your stuff away for you. <laughs> I need the ghost in my house. Like <laughs> I know, right? I could use some cleaning in, <laughs> in my house. Um, so anyway, we were like, well, we want to test this because that's really cool. Yeah. And so we did. And so basically the way the bed and breakfast was set up was that there was bed and breakfast and then the owners lived in like a separate house. And when we went to go film, there was no one else in the house. And so we were filming, and then we all left to go get lunch. So no one was else was in there. And we huh. left a, um, like, a hand fan on, like, one of the dressers in room number two. And we left. Okay. And then we came back, like, a couple hours later to keep filming. We went in, and the fan was gone. Like, for real. Like, textbook, the fan was gone. And we were like, there's no way. Huh. Like, it just knocked down or something and then we looked for it and we opened a drawer in like one of the dressers and it was in one of the drawers oh man yeah so that was kind of cool that is pretty awesome that it happened so regularly that you could just randomly put something out and test it well and the funny thing is is that we were like oh wow that's kind of a crazy coincidence but we we kept filming at this place for years after that so we went Mm -hmm. back 2011 when we were filming in the same room and we were joking about it <laughs> like oh remember that ghost like yeah and we left for lunch and we came back and the scene we were filming I was holding a knife I was like it was like a different movie and I was like dying in bed and I had like a knife that I was bringing into a dream or something so it was this big kitchen knife and 
Yeah, we I want to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie was never finished. Um, <laughs> we came back, and the knife was gone. And we're like, come on. And we joked, we're like, you don't think it's her. And we looked and looked and looked. And the room was set up where there was this... The bed was giant. It was one of those giant Victorian beds. Mm. So like, you wanted to get in the center, like under the bed, like directly center, you'd have to basically like really crawl under. Yeah. And that's where the knife was. And it was just like placed like perfectly in the center underneath the bed. And it was like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Cause that happened. Yeah. Yeah, and that apparently, I, it's funny, I was just texting my sister about this before we got on the call, and she was like, oh, yeah, that happened with, like, a couple other things. Like, people's props would end up in the, like, center, under, like, directly underneath the bed. And oh. So that, I didn't know that. She was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Like, someone had, like, a cane, and it ended up there, and, you know, people were, like, they couldn't find it. Like, oh, I, I didn't know that part, but. Wow. So yeah, it was just this ghost that really liked to tidy up. <laughs> that again, the fact that it's so regularly occurring is yeah. so unique. Yeah. And that, that complained about it all the time. Dude, huh. like the owners were so not phased. They're like, Oh yeah, that's what it is. Like that's what's going on. See, yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So and you said it's a private home now? Yeah, I guess it was it was actually like just sold like last year, so I'm not oh, sure what. Um, so I was gonna say if I ever come visit, we got to. I know this could be like an advertisement for the VMV. Right? Um, but yeah, so um, that was fun. A nice ghost. There was always there was also a ghost of nice. baby crying. Over, like we were there, like I said, over months of time filming and multiple people in the cast at different times were heard baby crying in the house. Whoa. And we actually caught it on camera. Are you serious? Yeah. And I, I need to find the clip for you. Yes, please. <laughs> it's on like the behind the scenes of the disc. Um, but it's just like a shot. We we're not, we're like filming, but it was a cut and like, cause someone forgot their line and we're resetting the scene and no one's really paying attention. And way background, you can hear a baby crying and no one in the shot hears it. Like everyone, everyone's doing whatever. And then you can hear, like, if you turn the audio up, it's like, it's crying. It's there. <laughs> oh, whoa. Hear a baby crying in the house. We, we cannot figure it out where the noise was coming from, and it was coming from this locked closet, so that was creepy. Wait a minute. Oh my god, guys. When I was going to the attic last time I was here, I was thinking where I heard the baby crying. Most of the cast actually heard it crying, and it happened like 5.30-ish. That seems to be whenever someone would hear it, but it, was, it wasn't really a cry. It was more of a desperate, it wasn't wailing. It was like a mix, but you could tell it was a baby. in the area or in the house oh probably i'm like it's you know, one of those I more about the history of the house but i mean really i just you know the owners knew about the aunt yeah uh, 
from like a family that had lived there because I guess that was just a ghost that passed like that story was passed down um but I mean the house was so old like exactly from the late 1700s based on like the widow walk and everything that was in there uh so I wouldn't doubt it you know, I, I mean, just, especially if it's a private home at one point, it would make sense, especially that time. Yeah. You know, you probably gave birth in the house and oh, the doctor yeah. came to you and you know, for infant mortality was just like, really, what, 50% or something at the time? Yeah. Something insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. So, yeah, yeah. those wow. are my two ghost friends in the bed and breakfast. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and then I I also want to ask you about the uh is it the island you were telling me about? Oh, Mackworth Island. Yes. Okay, so Mackworth Island. I love this. I want to say it's near Portland. Um and we used to go all the time when I was little. And it was initially um it had a school for the deaf there in like the 50s and it was like really something went down like not good like something happened you know (laughs) like you can imagine like something happened i haven't read too much in history but something not good so the school shut down okay Uh, or it's pretty abandoned but they still hold some sort of classes there but the buildings are like falling apart Um, so anyway so big thing about mackworth island as a kid was that it had um, the fairy houses. It was just covered in fairy houses. That was, like, the thing you did, like, when you went. It was, like, you went and made the house. I mean, there's so many of them. I, was, I went recently, and it was, like, total, like, Blair Witch vibes. <laughs> Going there, walking around the woods. Like, it was, like, you just felt like you were going to come across something. Not and disappear happy, like, and never be seen um but anyway the other thing about that island was that there was this tree called the whispering tree oh i love the i was gonna ask for the tree next i forgot it was on the same island (laughs) yeah and it had it was like this giant old tree and it had a bunch of ears carved into it ears yeah like human ears like i remember this part of the story ears Oh, maybe I didn't tell you that part. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear it's carved into it. <laughs> what? And what you would do is you would uh, tell, like, your secret to the tree. You'd go up and whisper your secret to the tree. And I had, like, a little, like, there was, like, a little fence around it. And it was, like, you know, the whispering tree. It always scared me. That whole island used to creep me out. Like, it was fun doing the fairy houses, but I always felt really uneasy being on that island huh yeah i'm gonna go research the island because that sounds like fun there's but... also a pet cemetery on there oh my god this island has everything <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool to, to go back and you know when i was living in portland we went back there and we found like stuff i hadn't seen before like the pet cemetery we went more around the buildings and um yeah it's spooky i'm just like what i want to know who carved the ears into the tree that's weird yeah and why i i am a big fan of things (laughs) 
<laughs> it was always just a thing. I don't know. No one ever questioned it. It just was there. Huh. Yeah. That so. definitely sounds like one of those like local fun things to do. Oh yeah, <laughs> summer <laughs> thing. Build a fairy house. Tell your secret to the tree. Don't get kidnapped by the the fae you know <laughs> yeah i'm like as soon as you told me about the ear part i don't know if you watched my whole face just cringe i'm like this yeah. is literally how you get kidnapped by fairies yeah seriously maybe i was maybe i'm not me don't I'm say like, that whatever. but then again i didn't know you before you got kidnapped so right i'm a big fan of this rachel just saying <laughs> possibly changeling rachel <laughs> yeah so yeah, that was that island. That's amazing. Well, I think I think that's about it for everything. Thank you so much for coming on and yeah. telling me your my stories. My, your <laughs> weird stories. I, I if you get this video of the baby crying, please send it because yeah, I just need oh to find it. Yeah, because I know we put it in the behind the scenes featurette of the movie <laughs> oh my god I <laughs> movie i really do it's well i was like 14 when we made it so i don't it's, care it's bizarre that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i basically grew up i mean i had a graveyard in my backwoods so uh you know my no, house no. growing up was a little haunted as well so Ugh. We'll have to have you on for to talk about your haunted house growing yeah. up. Yeah, I had a haunted house too growing up. Yeah, well, we can have that. horrible, maybe not horrible, but uh, childhood home ghost stories. Oh yeah, they're not so bad. See, mine weren't bad, but they were enough. <laughs> <laughs> they were frightening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Miss Rachel, and everybody go look up her artwork. You will not be sorry. Oh, my God. And you can find her on Instagram. Yep. Facebook. I don't feel like you do as much on Facebook, but definitely Instagram. It's the same stuff as Instagram. Oh, maybe that's why I see all the same stuff. Um, yep, Instagram. and then I'm on Etsy and yep. Redbubble as well. Perfect. And everything is Pickety the Pickety Witch, correct? Basically, or the Pickety Witch Shop, or on Redbubble, it's Pickety Witch 23, because I didn't realize that would be my shop name when I made the account. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Pickety Witch 23 at Redbubble. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think my Redbubble something ridiculous like that, too, so I understand. <laughs> and I'll make sure to post all the links with everything, oh, so cool. I can make sure we have them all straight. So, thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Give me a second. A big thank you out there to everyone listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Word of mouth goes a long way. A big thank you to the wonderful Rachel Powell of The Pickety Witch. You can find her stuff at thepicketywitch.com for being on, again, technically. 
you can see both me and Rachel at the Las Vegas Oddities and Curiosities Expo coming up September 18th. Also, the Autumn Equinox subscription boxes go on sale to subscribers tomorrow morning. So make sure you check that out at bogcouture.com. If you have a ghost story to share, don't forget to drop me a line at myhauntedlifepodcast at gmail.com, especially with spooky season coming up. Don't forget to do that. You can also follow My Haunted Life Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Don't forget we have the My Haunted Life Podcast Facebook group as well where when I figure out how to do the voice recordings or voice messages for the spooky stories, y'all can send those that way as well. If you would like to, if you like what you hear and want to support the show, please subscribe to the Patreon page. You can support the show for as little as $2 a month. Those special Patreon episodes are going to be starting very soon first week of October. I just don't have a calendar in front of me to tell you the exact date on those. And that's it for this week's show. I'll see you all next week on my Haunted Life podcast. And until then, stay spooky.